This is the American Indoctrinated Podcast with Evan and Brittany. This is a show where we discuss issues that Americans have been indoctrinated on, have full-length discussions about how we got here, talk about the facts behind each issue, and how it links back to our constitutional rights. Let's go! Welcome to another episode of American Indoctrinated. We are just going to really quickly go through some of the craziness that is going on. It just never ends, I swear. This news cycle is like, what's the craziest thing we can come up with and let's do that. Number one, how the hell is Hillary Clinton still amongst us? Why is she still free after her lawyer testified that it was her that okayed the release of all this information about Trump? I have never seen a higher level of treason committed against our country. She's free. Walk in this earth. No consequences. I do think it is definitely treasonous. There's got to be so many people connected to her that have committed other forms of treason. Like she has to know, the Clintons definitely have to know the inner workings of what caused 9-11. A lot of these politicians have been in office since the end of the Vietnam era and all the corruption around the Vietnam War. And all of the different projects, quote unquote, military campaigns that have gone on since then. And the Clintons and the Bidens and the Pelosi's and all of those families, the Bushes, they've all been at the forefront of all of these different campaigns and corruption. So I would imagine that the reason she is still walking around free is because if she goes down, everybody else is going to go down. It'll be a domino effect. And so they're all protecting their own and they're protecting their wealth, the trillions of dollars of wealth between all of these corrupt politicians who are in bed with big business. It wouldn't just be these politicians falling. It would be so many people within the intelligence community, so many people in these massive corporations like the uh, military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical industrial complex. All of these things are connected. And I think if she goes down, it's just going to be a domino effect and they're all going to fall. And so they're fighting And it's going to take a lot more effort and fighting on our side to get them locked away. That's the thing. You also have to see that there's so much corruption that even the checks and balances aren't working, right? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't matter how many people are going down. If it's wrong and everyone's going down and the judge should rule on that and we'll see what happens in the future. But it's insane to me that everyone's okay with it. They're okay that she did this. I think it's there's so much indoctrination and cognitive dissonance on people who claim that they are progressive when it comes to the Clintons and when it comes to Biden. And it just blows my mind how disingenuous a lot of these people are with themselves and the way they'll go about handling the corruption within the Biden family, the Biden administration, the Obama family, the Obama administration, and all the way back through pretty much every presidency since the 60s, maybe excluding Ronald Reagan. And it's so preposterous and so bizarre that now you're seeing the cognitive dissonance play out in even pop culture, where you're seeing Elon Musk is switching sides. Family Guy is making fun of the wokesters, the lefties, the virtue signaling bullshit. South Park has been making fun of them for a while. Dave Chappelle, these are all, and Russell Brand, these are all cultural iconic figures who for the longest time were looked at as probably the antithesis of what someone on the right believed. Most people on the right are conservative Christian family values, but it's crazy to see how it's shifted so much to now where 
people like us look at Dave Chappelle and Family Guy and Russell Brand and like all of these people as, oh, they're on our side. Yeah, Bill Maher. They are on our side now. It's crazy to see it. And it speaks to the fact, despite what those clowns on The View say, that the right has not shifted more right. If anything, the right has gone more center and the left has gone extremely far left. So much so that many people who even five, 10 years ago would have looked at the state of our nation and questioned everything about the Biden regime, questioned everything about the invasion into Ukraine. The same people who were so openly outspoken against Bush and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the same people who protested the Vietnam War, who protested conscription during the Vietnam War, who are the same people who were fighting against the segregation, the same people who were saying that they were against the drug laws are now coming full circle and they're changing their tune because not only of Trump derangement syndrome, but because they have bought into the lies that were fed to them from the people that were supposedly fighting for their behalf. So how many people on the left were claiming they were fighting for income inequality, which they really weren't doing anything. They were fighting to fix the inner cities, but they really weren't doing anything. They were fighting to fix the education system, but they really weren't doing anything. And now these people have to admit to themselves that they've been duped and lied to. And in, and that takes a lot of humility to do that. And I think that's why you won't see Clinton going down because too many people are unwilling to admit that they've been lied to, that they've been duped, and it would take them admitting that in order to get Clinton, get enough people like in the public to want Clinton to go down. And it's not just people in the public. It's not just the people on the right. It's going to have to be a lot of high profile people within the Democratic organization on the left to vocally say, OK, I've been duped. I've been lied to. Everything that they claimed about Trump was actually a lie. And they were the ones doing it. Everything that I claim to stand for, like equality and anti-war and less regulation, helping the little guy, was actually not being pushed by the Democrats. They were using it as a platform to run and win races, but they weren't really doing anything to fix those problems. This is actually, these are these problems are actually being solved by the right, even though people on the right are what we would think are crazies because they're more like Christian and conservative. And that's, I, I think that's honestly the answer is people have to be humble and just admit that they've been duped. And that's going to take more people like us just talking to people about it and being willing to have those discussions. And eventually there's going to be a chain reaction and it will, I'm hopeful it will eventually come down to bringing justice to these people, but it takes courageous people admitting they've been wronged and duped and getting to that point. Yeah, I agree. And I will say, I think people on the right also have to be a little bit humble and a little bit willing to say, you know what, I don't hate you for the decisions that you made, even though you may hate me. I don't hate you. And it's okay that you were indoctrinated or you were made to believe all these things. We understand that they had a machine going. We understand that they made it look believable, right? They created fear. They they ran a great playbook. And I think us on the right have to be a little bit more loving when it comes to this, because I know that some of the stuff I see, people are pretty hateful, pretty, these people are the scum of the earth. And the, I'm not going to lie. There are some of them that are the scum of the earth and that's okay. So for me, there's a hard line, the pedophile stuff and grooming children. Like for me, those people are probably not people that I can reconcile with because I, you would have to know that what you're doing is wrong or disgusting or you're sick. I just cannot fathom. That to me is just where I draw the line. Pedophilia and things like that. I just can't. I'm an adult that should be protecting children because they cannot protect themselves. Therefore, these people are evil and I just cannot. That's a good point. And it, like, not to get too theological here, but 
most people on the right, I would say, have some sort of religious connection, whether they're Jewish or Christian. I would imagine the vast majority of people on the right would claim some sort of theological belief. But I think what you're saying is in line with our belief system of what Christ taught. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get too much in the weeds of that, but it's it's hard. It is hard to look at these people and say, okay, you, you royally screwed up. You made our country worse. You're hurting my pocketbook, which in turn is hurting my family. And I'm going to try really hard not to hold you to the same standard you've been holding me to. And even though a lot of people have called us racist or sexist or bigots or conspiracy theorists and all the names in the books and tried to get people fired from their jobs, part of us winning the culture battle is turning the other cheek and saying, look, and that doesn't mean to let people walk all over you. I don't think in my humble opinion, that scripture by Christ where he says, turn the other cheek. I don't believe that means letting people walk all over you. I think it means forgiving them no matter what they do. You still can defend yourself and you still can stand up for truth and you can still fight for what is right, but you don't hate these individuals and you don't seek the worst for these individuals just because they hold bad beliefs. You know what I mean? Even as far as saying, as like you said, pedophiles, that is a hard one for me, especially being a father. Do you still forgive someone even that even when they hold like the worst belief systems ever? Do you still forgive people who maybe were Islam extremists who supported, let's say even 9-11, but then maybe they're converted over to the other side? And I, I truly believe that's the only way you solve these problems within a nation or within a world is you can't kill everybody who thinks that communism is a good idea. It's just not possible. So how do you overcome these bad ideas? And really the only way to overcome it is through open dialogue, speaking truth. And when people do change their opinions to show them forgiveness and love, because maybe there are plenty of people on the left who are coming to the light, but they're scared because they think if they admit, I did vote for Hillary Clinton, I did vote for Joe Biden, I supported taxing you know, the wealthy, and that led to this domino effect of ruining the country. And maybe they're worried about opening up about that and having us on the right attack them. I, I don't think that would ever happen. It seems more the opposite of people on the left being willing to attack people for their belief system, whereas people on the right seem to be way more open-minded. But it's a good reminder, like you said, to be humble enough to say, look, yeah, you're stupid. But now you can be smart. Thanks. Yeah, come with us. Open arms. And I also think, so I'm going to say on the pedophile one, I just can't. There's too many repeat offenders. There are too many. I think 80% are repeat offenders. So for me, that's a hard no. Here's my stance record. on that. We send them to the Almighty and let the Almighty be the, the judge. I do think there are certain belief systems where you can still forgive someone. But you got to remove them from our society. They are not safe Correct. for society. I Correct. forgive you in the sense of you are clearly a lot of pedophiles, I think, have abuse from their past. And there was some line where they were once the victim and then they become the yep. abuser. And it's I forgive you because I don't know what led you to become the abuser, but you are too unsafe for our society. We are now removing you from the society. That doesn't mean I don't forgive you. And that doesn't mean I don't hope for some redemption for you in your life, whether it's in this life or the next one. Yeah, you need to be removed from society. I personally think they should be completely removed from society, not just thrown in prison, but Correct. Me too. Com completely and utterly eliminated from our society. That's how I feel, especially because when you look at, they create the next generation of, of pedophiles. That's how mm -hmm. I look at it. Yep. And 
the sooner we're able to remove them from being able to do that or have that kind of influence, the healthier society will get because that for a child can change their ability to have a relationship in the future. So anyways, I won't get too deep into that. I have a lot of personal feelings about that, but... But along this note, I find it odd, and I don't know how you are, but I have personally never, and I know everybody's different, but I've never decided that someone in my life that's a family or friend who has polar opposite views of me is someone that I want to completely disassociate with. Back to what we were saying about forgiving and being more humble. I have tried my hardest to be open-minded and I like to post my political views on my personal accounts because I am actually interested in people I know that I know have different views of mine than mine to reach out to me. I've never once been rude or offensive towards these people. I would never act that way towards them. I'm extremely open to people challenging my ideas. I've worked as a missionary for a few years and I constantly had people doing that. I'm used to this kind of mindset. And so it's weird to me to see how many people that I used to consider very close friends or even family who have openly expressed their desire to never see or talk to me again based solely off of a post I make on Instagram. They don't even fully understand my positions on things. They don't even fully understand how I view the world from a political lens or a social lens. And they just make a snap judgment from a post and decide that they're going to cut off a relationship because of those things. And I find that odd. I personally don't think people on the right are that quick. And I personally don't do that. Anytime I see a post, I recognize that there's nuance to people's belief systems. And a lot of times, if you talk to people in person, you can challenge their ideas and they're way more open-minded than they appear to be like online, right? Yeah. And I would love to say that I have not participated in something like that. However, if people take away my ability, if they're energy suckers, like I just can't. And I do have people in my family that are on the left. They love to listen to The View and they basically post hateful stuff about Republicans and I'm conservative and has put my mother in a position where she's attacked and for her political beliefs because she's one of the only ones. I just don't have energy for that. So I just don't talk to them because, but it's because of how hateful they've been and there's no talking to them really. And yeah, they're always the victim. And And every situation is different. If someone's being toxic to you and someone's attacking you, I think you can draw that line and maybe draw like a boundary where you say, Hey, I'm open to have conversations with you about our different political opinions. But what you don't get to do is use ad hominem attacks on me and degrade my mom and degrade me as a person. If you want to call and have an open conversation or even come on our podcast, let's do it. But you don't get to just send me snarky texts and you don't get to just like attack people who have different belief systems. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think we, as being the only family in, on one side of my family, we shut our mouths for a lot of years about things. And then things have come to, to a head in the last four or five years. And it's actually, no, you're wrong. And so the fact that we're not quiet anymore, I think bothers them. And, but we were so respectful for so long and we just let them say whatever they wanted. They didn't even know I was conservative. And so it's just been an interesting dynamic change. There's a dichotomy there being like, and you, and I would imagine knowing you well enough, if your family, these people you're talking about were to come to you and just say, Hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have acted that way. Even if they maintained the same belief structure, if they came to you and were like, Hey, I just want to understand your belief system better. And they showed mutual respect, even if they didn't change their mindset, I'm not going to speak for you, but I would imagine you would still be like, okay, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Cause I love to have a conversation, but I'm not willing to have a conversation where you're just going to not have a conversation based on facts or you're going to have a conversation about your alternate 
reality that you live in. No, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, if you want to have a realistic conversation, like I'm happy to. But I said on our last podcast, the, the podcast I heard with Tim Pool, where he had a leftist on, that's how I feel when I have conversations with them. It's it doesn't go anywhere. They don't understand enough for them to really make an argument. And so you talk in circles and it can be super frustrating. Yeah, I've experienced that too. And when you do try and take the emotion out of conversations, it makes it easier to just, okay, with this conversation, let's move forward. Because it, you do tend to talk in circles. And when people are too emotionally attached to their belief structure politically, even religiously or whatever it is, it makes it really hard to have conversations that can keep emotion out of it. And I would encourage anybody who's in this similar boat to detach your emotional side from your political opinions, because as humans, we're always evolving. And you can see that the people who are humble and willing to evolve are now on our side. And people who are willing to be humble and recognize where they're wrong and where they can improve is how we will fix this system, whether it's with the Clintons or the Bushes or whoever. And that's really how we'll get, I think, back to the foundation of our country of being self-sufficient and innovative. I agree. And on that note, we're going to wrap here. However, I'm just going to say, if you know the Clintons, you better try not to know the Clintons, if you know what I mean. Yeah, seriously. All these people are about to all these people are about to get Epstein. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Please listen, like, and follow the podcast, and we will see you guys next time. If you like this episode, share it with your friends, write us a review, listen, like, and follow the podcast, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>